Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday, the 7th of July. Today, the AFL coaching roundabout fires up with an unlikely announcement. The Dragons cut ties with the bad boy party host, and our Wimbledon hopes now rest on the shoulders of one. But first... You know, it's not a race. Not a race. Not a race. Now, this is not a race. Prime Minister Scott Morrison making it very clear that the COVID vaccine rollout in this country is definitely not in any way a race. But unfortunately, because we didn't make that a race, we now miss out on an actual race. This is not the, the result we wanted. It's not the result you wanted. But this is... Um, life in a, in a COVID pandemic. Australian Grand Prix CEO Andrew Westacott announcing yesterday that the Melbourne Grand Prix and Australian MotoGP have both been cancelled for this year. We're simply not in a position to give uh, F1 management or MotoGP the sorts of guarantees and assurances and comfort that they need this week. Victorian Sports Minister Martin Pakula explaining there that the state government would have required F1 team staff and drivers to do two weeks of hotel quarantine in order for the race to go ahead, something that Formula One wasn't prepared to do due to the jam-packed nature of their calendar. The MotoGP on Phillip Island has been cancelled for the same reason. The need for the 14-day quarantine was due to lower than expected vaccination rates in Australia. And so the key is, it's not a race. So the lack of urgency surrounding the COVID vaccine rollout has left petrol heads around the country with a couple of big holes in their calendar. And the same might be true for tennis lovers, with next year's Australian Open now also under a cloud unless the vaccination rate improves by January next year. It's like a race? A race? He's a race! I hope I win. Step right up, step right up, because the AFL coaching merry-go-round is officially in full swing. With Collingwood already actively hunting for their next senior coach in Carlton, conducting an independent review of the club, which usually ends with the senior coach getting the arse, the race to land the best coach on the market is heating up, and it's prompted the end of one of the greatest coaching tenures in the history of the game. At the board meeting, we made two fundamental decisions. The first was that when Alistair's contract expires at the end of 22, we will not be reappointing him. Hawthorne President Jeff Kennett announcing yesterday that Alistair Clarkson, four-time premiership coach, the greatest coach of the modern era, will finish up as the coach of the Hawks at the end of next season and will hand over the reins to one of the club's favourite sons. Mitchell off the step, he's a beautiful kick, Mitchell, and he's got the goal, and Hawthorne are closing. Sam Mitchell, who won four premierships as a player under Clarkson, will step into his first senior AFL coaching role, having joined the club as an assistant at the beginning of 2019. The outgoing Clarkson admitted that the club was forced to act by Collingwood's courting of Mitchell as the replacement for Nathan Buckley, who was sacked earlier this year. The Collingwood decision to part company with Nathan Buckley didn't implicate us directly because that's Collingwood's business, but indirectly it did implicate us because... One of the options that the club had in mind in terms of who could possibly coach this club beyond me was now sitting in the process of Collingwood. So with Mitchell now off the market, Collingwood and Carlton will continue their search for love. I mean a coach. He'd already been slapped with a $50,000 fine and suspended for the rest of the regular NRL season. 
But yesterday, Dragons forward Paul Vaughan paid an even bigger price. Dragons party host Paul Vaughan can no longer doubt the severity of his COVID crime, today sacked from the club. After terminating his contract, St George bosses apologised to fans, members and corporate sponsors for the breach and the fact that players tried to cover it up. Vaughan was handed the ultimate punishment by the club yesterday, having the final year of his $800,000 a year contract torn up by the Dragons. And after spending the day avoiding media outside his home, Vaughan broke his silence on NRL 360 last night. It was obviously very stupid and, and I'm, I'm deeply remorseful and, and, and sorry for what's happened. Uh, I can't express that enough. It was a terrible judgment call and one that I very much um, regret. It's too For some, that apology fell on deaf ears. 2GB's Ray Hadley tore absolute strips off of Vaughan and warned there could be greater ramifications ahead. I don't tumble for it. I'd be crying too if I just lost an $800,000 contract and couldn't pay my mortgage. But this puts the game at risk, and I'll tell you something else. The New South Wales Commissioner of Police, Mick Fuller, is currently sending one of his best crack team to investigate the allegations other people in the house through the course of the day. The NRL believe women arrive to get their husbands, boyfriends and take them home. The coppers aren't tumbling for it. He's not tumbling for it. Did you hear that boy, George? He is not tumbling for it. It's fair to say when world number one Ash Barty was asked after her fourth round win about the prospect of playing her fellow countrywoman Isla Tomljanovic in the Wimbledon quarterfinals, she hadn't exactly had time to dot the I's and cross the T's on their matchup. Could you talk a little bit about the potential of either of your next two opponents, please? Um, Isla, you know obviously very well, but I don't think you've ever played in a competitive match, have you? I don't know. You guys are meant to tell me that. Um, I, don't, I don't think so. We, we've practised together plenty of times. Um, we've played in doubles uh, once or twice maybe, but um, obviously it's, it's incredible for Aussie tennis and I was, I was pumped to see Isla through. But whatever she did between that question and walking out onto centre court in the early hours of this morning, paid off. Going second up, Barty. Barty was simply too strong for Tom Lanovich. Her straight sets win coming in little over an hour and making Barty Australia's first semi-finalist at the tournament since Leighton Hewitt in 2005. She'll now face Angelique Kerber of Germany for a spot in the final. And that is your Fast Fun Hit of Sport for Wednesday the 7th of July. And good luck to Stevie Spark tonight, the man who stepped up at short notice to take the fight against Tim Zhu after his intended opponent Michael Zarafa pulled out late last week. Zhu and Spark will go head-to-head in Newcastle this evening with Spark hoping to pull off one of, if not the greatest upset in the history of Australian boxing. Oh, and the Wallabies are playing a test match apparently. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.